Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, mighty God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus, help our brothers and sisters, Lord, to like into my Lord, and be able to listen to Lord, be ministered by you, Lord Jesus. And Jesus, may we pray, O oh God, O oh Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, help our brothers and sisters, Lord, to like in, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name, to show I mean, Joshua, my Lord, O oh God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I hope you can hear me clear, brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help your people. Help your people. Help your people, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help my brothers and sisters, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, mighty Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you, honor. And praise my Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, help your people like in. And I had the children where I said, for not to stop his words up and down. In Jesus' name, the Son in Lord. Help your people like in, Lord, and be ministered by you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, tonight I want to talk about heaven. Praise you, Lord, from the biblical view of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Yes, the Lord has given me the privilege. I thank you, Mr. Heaven, several times. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. But I also want to go into the Bible and just share with people that heaven is biblical. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and there is a place called heaven which uh, a few of us have been there in Hakandak, the Lord in his mercy and his grace and in his power has taken us there. He has shown us, hallelujah, how wonderful heaven is. Praise the Lord. And we love to share about heaven. We love to bring the, the great revelation, the great vision the Lord revealed to us about heaven. Thank you, Lord. I just but before I share Brother Simmons' testimony about heaven, his testimony is so powerful. He was taken to heaven, and he will show many things about heaven, about the things that are waiting for us up in heaven. And I, I, it was confirmed to me in heaven about Brother Simmons. And I tell you, his testimony is true. It is the true, it is the true revelation of God. And it was confirmed to me, praise you, Lord. And so I tell you that he, he is truly, <coughs> excuse me, a man of God. Thank you, Lord. And as I share the word of God, I want you to meditate what the word says about heaven, that it's in the word of God. It is not to be ignored. Praise God. But it's for us to be thankful to God for this, this, these men and women of God that have been taken there. They have received these revelations from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
Here's what the Bible says about heaven. Heaven is being mentioned in the King James Bible 691 times. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven. Think about heaven is the heaven was created first, brothers and sisters. And that is good to know. The heaven was created first according to the word of God. Genesis 1-8 says about heaven. And God called the firmament heaven in the evening in the morning was the second day. Uh, the firmament is where everything was established. So everything was established in heaven first. It's what the Word of God is teaching us. Everything that you and I see, everything that you and I know, was first established in heaven. That is good to know. Praise the Lord. Genesis 1.9. And God said, let the water under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear in a was so. There has been a confusion in regard, in regard to the cloud and in regard to heaven. And I want you to see the confusion of many, of many people every time they talk about heaven. And they read like Genesis 1-9, they, they, they tend to stick with the cloud. And now the heaven is a planet, another place where the angels are living, where God has his throne. And you read in Psalm and many Psalms that the throne of God is established in heaven. Heaven is a place, heaven is a planet, and that's where God has his and that's where God and his angels live, brothers and sisters. I can show you that in the Bible. So when you read Genesis, you want to read it with that understanding. Praise the Lord. Yes, the cloud was created by God, but our galaxy is one. It's one galaxy with many planets. There are many other galaxies, scientists are finding out, with many, many other planets. So the confusion, the theory that's been around for many years has been changing as they build better, better telescopes. And they go deeper into space, and they see different planets or different galaxies with many, many other planets. And that's very important to know, brothers and sisters. Amen. Genesis 1.14. And God said, let it be light in the feminine of heaven. To divide the day from night, let them be for sign and for season and for day and for years. The heaven starts right when you start taking off from earth and you start going out to the cloud. Everything is under those heavens. So everything is part of heaven. The earth is part of heaven, although they are two different planets. God is the creator of them all. So, of course, heaven and earth will be tied. In other words, from heaven, there will be dominion to the earth. So when people separate the earth from the heaven, uh, scientifically, what they focus is on the matters. But even when you study the matters of the planets and the matters of earth, you will find out that it's earth, it's earthly ground, it is the same ground. It might be dried up there because there's no water like on, on, on earth. Because in the word of God, life is only mentioned on earth. And then in heaven, talking about a planet. 
Praise you, Lord. So there is a difference biblically from the teaching of heaven, from the from the scientific scientific view, than the biblical view. Praise you, Lord. But of course, because they now know God, they will not believe in Him. But it was God that created all by His word, the heaven and the earth. You see it together in one sentence: the heaven and the earth, brothers and sisters. Because it came from God. And of course, praise the Lord, one way or another, they are tied together. Praise the Lord. It's like the worst that is when the church is being called the body of Christ. Well, Christ is in heaven, we are hurt. How are we the body of Christ? Because Christ, besides having a physical body, is also a spirit. And a spirit is no distant for God. God is everywhere. So if God is in us, he is also in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 1.15. Let them be let them be for light in the feminine of heaven to give life upon the earth. So it was, it was so. So everything that God said it would be according to his word has to come to pass. As God created the light in the firmament of heaven. When everything is firm, in the firm, the firmament of heaven, everything that is firmament is firm. In other words, we can cut the word from firmament to one word, firm, that we know in our in our dictionary today. The word firm is something that is unmovable. The sun has been given his light in the same place for billions of years, according to science. The moon has been in the same place. Billions of years, brothers and sisters. The stars have been in their place firm for billions of years, given their life. They have now run out of gas. Many scientists years ago thought that the sun will die in 12 billion years. But all the scientists that have come forward, brothers and sisters, have studied that is not so, and that the study of these of those scientists that predicted of the sun would die has been wrong, or, or, or the study has been misunderstood. Of course it is, because the word of God says it's firm, firm, I mean. It is placed firm in the place there are placed in, in the galaxy that God created by his word. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Genesis 1, 17. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give life upon the earth. Now, when God created the sun, the moon, and the star, and everything that is up in heaven, he created them first in the firmament. Men is talking about the creation, the place, and the matters, according to the scientific view, the matters, which is earthly ground, and everything, the stars, the moon, all the stars and the moons of the planet, all are made of matters called dirt of earth, brothers and sisters. It is the same matter. Whether we know it's dried up here, but there is water on earth. Whether at one time there was water in the planet, I always thought, even before science came out saying, was the water in those planet many years ago? I always agreed that it was water. In a lot of scientific proof today, by not, done by NASA, 
proved that there was water in the planet many, uh, many years ago. Praise the Lord. And they will find even more. They will, they have found different compounds that makes up water, H2O. But they will find more proof that there was water and there was also life in those planets, brothers and sisters. They will find the proof. I know that. Thank you, Lord. Because God is a God of the living, not of the dead. I'm speaking according to the word of God. So they will find out that in those planets, there was life, and there's still life. It is the way they're seeking life that they have not been able to find life in those planets. There is life in the moon. There is life in Mars. There is life in Egypt, Saturn, and all those planets. Of course there is life in those planets. Again, why? Because God is not a God of the dead. God is a God of the living, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. And they will find life. They will find life. Praise the Lord. It may take them a while. Praise the Lord. But they will find it. Because the word of God, it's true. The word of God cannot lie. We can always trust the word of God. Always. Brothers and sisters. Genesis 1.20. And God said, let the water bring forward abundantly the moving creature that have life. For that they may fly above the earth, upon the firmament of heaven. Praise the Lord. Look what the water has been, according to the word of God. The, the water of God has been in the firmament of heaven with the moon, where all of those planets, you can watch through a telescope, water has been up there already, according to the word of God. I'm going to read it again for you. And listen carefully. Genesis 1.20, and God said, let the water bring forth abundantly of the moving creature that have life, the fall that they may fly above the earth and upon the primitive of heaven. Praise the Lord. We know, yes, the birds fly up in the, in, the, in, the, in the cloud. Praise the Lord. But about the firmament and the primitive of heaven, where those planets are, there was water once. Why? Because when the earth was made, and it was everything was disorganized, and God organized everything. The water was above. Water was above. That is Genesis one and one two. Can read it. Praise the Lord. So there was water there. In other words, there was water up on the firmament, and that's why there was water in those planets. Did it dry up? Did it dry up? Yes, it did. Praise the Lord. Genesis two one. That the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Now, when God says in his word they were finished, teaching us that this is the way he meant for them to be. Many people question the creation of God. Why is there no life up in those planets? It is because they are looking for visual life. And God created not only man, but the host of heaven. That means that a lot of the holes are having, you cannot see them. They are, they are spiritual, thank you, God. But you cannot see them. I call this life in the planet. But you cannot see it with a telescope. They will have to create better equipment to be able to find life in those planets.
because all God creation is different. Praise the Lord. This is two four. These are the generation of heaven and the earth when they were created, and the day the Lord God made the earth and the heaven. Of course, it was not made, brothers and sisters, and the day God created them. Now, a day to God is a thousand years. So what God is teaching us that when he spoke this word could have been in the midst of a thousand years. When God created the heaven, there was a difference in timing. That's what God is teaching us. It was created in the same day. It was created in the timing of a thousand years, or maybe a thousand years in different, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. But only God knows the start faith. But in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heaven, again, a day to the Lord says, Peter, it's a thousand years. So there was a difference. It, it, it was within the same thousand year period that God made them, but it doesn't mean that they have the same aging. Because God can speak of the past as He can speak of the future. When God created the heaven, it often talks about time. Time is only mentioned when God creates the earth. When God creates the moon and the sun, that's when God created time. But when God created heaven, Brothers and sisters, there is no timing in it. Why? Because it was created in eternity. Yes, the heaven has a beginning, but it's a farther great beginning than what the earth had, in other words. Brothers and shalom there. Go on. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 6, 17. And behold, I, even I, will bring flood upon, upon the earth to destroy all flesh where there is bread of life from under the heavens. And everything that is on the earth shall die. You see that when God spoke the word, it will only affect the things that are created under the heaven. But the things that are in heaven will not even be touched at all. Praise the Lord. But yes, God created on earth under the heaven would be affected when God spoke the word. And the word that comes out of his mouth cannot return void. It has to fulfill to what it was sent for, for the mission that it was sent for. And it was sent by God to, hallelujah, for all flesh. Praise your Lord. See that uh, flesh is not the word that is being referred in the creation of heaven. The word in Genesis to what is the creation of heaven is called host or angel. Letting you and I know that they are a they are spiritual beings. These hosts are not the same, and they are different. Now, the word host, when you look it up, dictionary, thank you, Jesus, like I'm doing now. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Host, hallelujah, is a person who receives and, and, or entertains other people as guests. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A host of television, hallelujah. There is another word for host in the, in the biblical dictionary that I mean to look it up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, we know that Jesus, it talks in the, in, the, in, the, in the book of Hebrew about the clouds of witnesses also in heaven. So heaven witnessed the creation of earth, brothers and sisters. 
Thank you, Lord. So the host in our, another word, another biblical word in the Merriam-Western Dictionary, a host is an army. The word that I had in mind for host was multitude, great multitude, or many thousands of them. But the word multitude is a word that I have for host, brothers and sisters, in mind when I say host. Great army is another word that is being used for host. Thank you, Jesus. So there was great army or great multitude of heaven who were already created outside time, not inside, outside time, brothers and sisters. The word heaven now, when, when God said he created the heaven and the earth, it's letting us know that the heaven was created first and then the earth. But the day, the day word, the day word, it doesn't apply to the heaven, it applies to the earth. Because the heaven is not on the side, but earth is on the side. That's what I mean to explain and clarify. So there will be not a, a misunderstanding. Praise the Lord. But yes, the word time is applied to earth, not to heaven. Heaven is not on the time. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that's very important to explain. Genesis 7 11. In the 600 years above life, the second month, the 17 days of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Now, when God says that the windows of heaven were open, God from heaven can perform anything on earth. God can do anything on earth from heaven. So this is why I said from the beginning that heaven and earth somehow are together, although they are two different planets, from heaven, things are done on earth, like the windows are having opened over the earth, brothers and sisters. God has all the power to do anything. And Genesis 7, 19. And the water prevailed seemingly upon the earth, and all the high hills were under the whole heaven were covered. Now, when the Bible says all the high hills, it is referring to the mountains. There has been a lot of people that have said that the mountains and, and, and the flood of Noah were not underwater. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. Because the word high hill is actually referring to the mountains. All the high hill, all the highest mountains, in other words, for the word high hill, were, that were under the whole heaven were covered. So is there any mountain on this earth that were under the heaven when the when the window were open and the the flood began to pour down, they all became under water, according to the word of God, and that is the truth. And nothing but the truth. Help God help us. Praise you, Lord. Genesis uh, seven twenty-three. And every living something was destroyed which was which was upon the face of the ground. So man and cattle and the creeping things in the fall of heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him and the ark. Thank you, Lord. Again, every living son of hallelujah, was destroyed and was upon the face of, of the ground. If God knew that somehow the animal can go up on the hills or mountains and be saved or save themselves, from the flood, God would have not asked Noah 
to bring out of any animal, a, a male and a female, into the ark, seven of them, brothers and sisters. He would not, would not ask Noah to do that, brothers and sisters. If God knew, knew that the, all the animal had to do was run to the high hill of the mountain, and they would have been saved. No. <laughs> but the word of God teaches us clearly that when the water became to come down on the earth, all that was alive was destroyed. But Brother Obi, what is the proof of that? The dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are a great example that everything that was under the earth got destroyed. Because there was no belief that a few thousand years ago, or a few hundred years ago, a few hundred, there was no dinosaur on earth. But every bone of dinosaur that has been found in all the ages, all the study of the age of the bone, have points down to before the ark of Noah. They, science can, can practically tell you when the, uh, the flood of Noah happened, brothers and sisters. But it has been difficult to pinpoint a year. But they can tell you with a great proof that the dinosaur was destroyed before the flood. So if there were any dinosaur alive, brothers and sisters, in the times of Noah, the flood ended their lives. Very clear. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. So the Satan was destroyed. Praise the Lord. Genesis 82. The fountain also and the deep of the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. Only God could have stopped the flood. Only God could have restrained the water. Is there any judgment like a meteor or anything coming to the earth? Only Father God can stop it. Very clear. Only heaven can intervene and stop it. We don't have the power or the technology to do so. With all the technology we have, we cannot stop a few million pound meteor heading to the earth, brothers and sisters. Only Jesus can with one single word because God has no power in heaven and on earth, brothers and sisters. The word of God is also, it's always coming to pass. Genesis 11:4. And they said, Come and let us build a city, a tower, whose top may reach up to heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered about the face of the whole earth. I always wonder about the Tower of Abel. It was always in my heart to know, why did, why did these men harden their heart to build a tower that will gone up to heaven, brothers and sisters? Why? How can they have these thinking, brothers and sisters? When on the earth there was not so much evil, few demons were around the, the earth because the people had not begun to sin so much, brothers and sisters, because sin is what opened the door for demons to have come on the earth. So why would these men harden their heart and mind that they can build a tower to heaven unless heaven was, you can see heaven from earth, and heaven was reachable from earth. By just building a tower, just just building a building like the Empire State Building, a hundred a hundred feet tall, tall enough to reach up to heaven. That's how close heaven, the third heaven, was from Earth. 
brothers and sisters, many, many years ago. Thank you, Jesus. That calls a watch, brothers and sisters. It, it was shown to me in the millennium because that's how close it's going to be again when the Lord renew the earth. How close, Father God, how close heaven is going to be from earth again. Like it was in the beginning, so it will be again. The word of God says, brothers and sisters, just like it was in the beginning, when God revealed this mystery to me, I was so happy to know that because I really wanted to know that. Why would they have in their heart that they can build a tower with heaven? And it was heaven was reachable, and they can build a tower 100 feet tall, they could have reached heaven. Praise the Lord. It was not so impossible for them to reach heaven for a tower. That's why God confused the language that in many years past, heaven will, heaven will move away from earth, and then it will not be reachable by any means, by any physical means. Thank you, Lord. If by no physical means, heaven can be reached. But if Jesus doesn't come soon, of course they will build machines that will make it happen. But of course God will destroy it before they do. Thank you, Lord. God has made men smart enough to be able to make a machine to make it happen. But it's up to God to allow it to happen. He did not allow it in Genesis when it was so close. And he's not going to allow it now when sin is all over the earth, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Genesis 14, I think. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, from possessor of heaven and earth. He was part of the mystery. When you walk, brothers and sisters, in obedience with God, God will allow will not only allow you to possess the earth, the meat will possess the earth, the Bible says. Not only will Father allow you to possess the earth, but he will also give you the possession that is heaven. Read it in Genesis 14, 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessors of heaven and earth. When you... Praise the Lord. Have God's heart in your behalf, in other words. So you will have everything that God has. Whoever has the Son has also the Father. This is right. God wants us to be right with him through his son, Jesus. Because when we are right with God, when the blood of Yeshua, Jesus, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, not only will we have the Messiah in our hearts, not only will we have Father God and His Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our life, but also we will be possessors of heaven and of earth, brothers and sisters. Then I eat up what for God, and God took him to heaven with him. In other words, heaven became part of Enoch, his possession. That's why Enoch can go to heaven. Every time I've been taken to heaven, I've been led only heaven. The heaven is, is, is part of me now. Since I received Jesus in my heart and in my life, heaven has become my home, has become your home when you receive Jesus. Everything that the Father has, Jesus says, is mine. So if you have Jesus, you have the Father. And if everything the Father has is, is, is Jesus, it belongs to you now, so heaven now belongs to you also. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for your word. Genesis fourteen twenty two. 
And then my house said to, to the kingdom of to the king of Sodom. I have lifted now my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. There I confirm. He is the possessor. And when you have Christ in your heart, you are also the possessor of heaven and earth. Genesis 55. He brought him forth the outdoor and said, Look now toward the heaven and count the stars. And to all be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. As the number of the stars that is in heaven, so will your blessing be. The seed is not only the seed that comes out of you, but when you talk about a seed in the Bible, you also talk about a blessing, brothers and sisters. You cannot count the blessing that God will give to you if you are obedient to his commandment. If you keep his word, if you keep his commandment, you cannot count, you cannot compare to the Father of heaven the blessing the Father will give you through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Master. You cannot compare, you cannot count as I was told to Abraham. Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus is the Messiah of your life, the Messiah of your heart, everything that God has cannot be counted or compared to the Father of heaven. You have inherited all that God has for your life, and you will enjoy all that God has in your life. Thank you, Jesus. When you receive Messiah Jesus, all that becomes part of your life, and you will enjoy everything God has for you. I thank you, Jesus. This is 19.24. Then the Lord reigned upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire, from the Lord, the Lord out of heaven. Judgment was decreed out of heaven over Sodom and Gomorrah. Why will the enemy of God will inherit? Let me tell you what they will inherit. They will inherit brimstone and fire from heaven forever. A lake of fire burned with fire and brimstone is the inheritance of the enemy, of, according to Genesis, according to the word of God. Oh, God of mercy. Genesis 21, 17. And God heard the voice of, of the land. Hallelujah. And the angel of God called a star out of heaven and said unto her, Why ally thee, or why else thee, a God? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice, the law where he is. Praise the Lord. God heard the voice of the voice of the voice. Now, heaven, when you suffer, and you are a servant of heaven, heaven hears you. Thank you, Lord. And the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus Christ, as it was shown to me the other day in heaven, hears your prayer from heaven. Your prayer goes up like lightning unto his throne. And no matter what's going on, no matter if you're ill, if you're sick, if you're suffering, by name, God knows you. And God knows your suffering. God knows your sickness. God knows your situation. God has heard the voice of the Lord God. Your voice comes clear to the throne when you are a servant of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You can come on that. Genesis 22, 11. And the angel of the Lord go unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. The only thing 
Oh, one of the things God demands from you and I is that when he called us, are willing and we answer to him. That we don't walk away to the calling of the Lord upon our life. That we don't ignore the calling of the Lord upon our life. That when that voice comes, it don't matter if it comes through a man or a woman, or an animal, or a heaven, or, or through an angel, that you said like Abraham, here I am. Here am I. Here am I, O oh Lord. That is you humbling yourself to the voice of God. Hear his voice and humble yourself before him. Thank you, Jesus. Here is the 22, 15. And the angel of the Lord called Abraham out of heaven a second time. And God will continue to call you. Praise the Lord. Because he's your body, he loves you. Genesis 22, 17. And blessing I will bless. Listen carefully what God says to Abraham. And blessing I will bless thee. And multiply. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as a star of heaven. And as a sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gain of his enemy. Praise the Lord. The gain of your enemy, it is an ugly, black, evil gain that is in the pit of hell. No demon can come out of hell unless they come out through that gate. The word of God says that we possess that gate through Jesus Christ. But listen to what the Lord says here carefully. And blessing I will bless thee. When you are in obedience, you have right to God's blessing. But when you are in disobedience, you have no right to God's blessing. In other words, and the and in multiplying, I will multiply these. And the blessing again, you will be blessed. And that only can happen in obedience. Many Christians who go into disobedience begin to claim God's blessing, and they receive no blessing. And they wonder why. Because the blessing of God are in obedience. In blessing, I will bless thee. In obedience, I will bless thee. When you are in obedience, you are in blessing. And that's when God blesses you. Out of there, there is no guarantee. No matter who preaches what, this is what the Word of God says clearly. Thank you, Lord. This is the 24th I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that thou should not take a wife of my son from the daughter of the Canaanite, among whom I will dwell. This is clearly God teaching us, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, not to marry, praise the Lord, a woman, if you are a man that is not a Christian, brothers and sisters. God is clear, hallelujah. You are not to marry a woman that is not a Christian, and if you are a sister, you are not to marry a man that is not a Christian. Light and darkness were separated by God from the beginning, brothers and sisters. From the beginning, God separated it. Light and darkness. There are sisters that like to go out with men that are not Christian. That is sin and that is very wrong. And God is not pleased with that. I'm letting you know by the word of God. Look what Abraham said to his servant before he went to pick up a bride for Isaac. 
to make sure she was out of his own people, a Christian woman, not a heathen, not an unbeliever, praise the Lord, but a Christian woman. Hallelujah. Follow the word of God, and you will be blessed. When you go outside the word, you go outside the commitment, there is no guarantee of blessing at all. Praise the Lord. Genesis 24, 7. Heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, who spoke unto me and swore unto me, saying, Unto thy seed, I will give this land. It shall send his angel before me, and thou to take a wife of my son from hence. Look how Abraham prayed and believed. Hallelujah. Look how Abraham prayed and believed. If you are going to do the right thing, and you are going to keep God's commandments, God will make sure, brothers and sisters, that you make the right choice. If you're going to take a bride, and you're praying for a bride, and you're praying for a woman of God, and you're praying for a man of God that is of God to be led to your life, God is going to help you with that. He's going to lead you to the right person if you pray and wait on the Lord. This is how Abraham prayed for his servant to be led by God to choose a wife for Isaac. And God was with the servant. And God led the servant to the right woman for Isaac because Abraham prayed and believed God. Very important. If you go out of the commitment, Praise the Lord. The one you may find may not be a daughter of God, but a daughter of the devil. Because that's what people found, or a man of the devil. Remember the man that planted his seed? And there came his enemy in the middle of the night and planted his own seed. The man that planted his seed was Jesus. And the one that went in the middle of the night and planted his own seed was the devil. They are daughters and sons of the devil. More than a daughter and sons of the Lord. God have mercy. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Be careful. Praise the Lord. That's why Abraham was very specific with his servant. You as a Christian, once you learn the commandment, God will teach you to be very specific. Be very careful. Harken your heart to God's commandments, and you will never be misled by God. Thank you, Lord. His commandments are the light. In the middle of darkness, in the midst of darkness. Genesis 26 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as a star of heaven, that is to Abraham. And I will give unto thy seed all the all these countries, and, and thy seed, and shall all the nations of the earth be blessed on thy seed. Shall all the nations of, of the earth be blessed. Every Christian, every believer, every nation that bless Israel. Because Jacob became, became Israel by the Lord, made by the Lord, will be blessed according to God's word. You can always claim that in prayer. This is why I tell the people, here in this program, the Lord's Hour, every time someone supports this program, thank you, Lord, I support the poor in Israel first and the poor in Africa too. Why? Because it's how the Lord has led me, and the Lord is very pleased with the word. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters. Now, not only will you support the program, you will be blessed, but you will also be blessed 
because we are supporting Israel in Africa. It's very important for you to learn this. You will always be blessed by blessing Israel, but also by blessing the work of God. Thank you, Lord. And what do I the work of God? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's always time for everything that is done under the sun for Solomon. Thank you, Lord. Yes, you want to focus on the Lord for sure. Praise you, Jesus. You want to focus on the Lord. But a single brothers and sisters can always pray to the Lord for guidance. Because someone was telling me that today, and there's always people writing to me about marriage and all that. They want to get marriage. And I encourage you to pray and fast and seek the Lord about it. Not, not the person that they like that is not saved. Oh, man, that is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Genesis 27, 28. Therefore, God give me out of the dew of heaven and out of the fragments of the earth and the planting of corn and wine. Amen. All the blessings, all the earth, everything you plant, you will eat of it when you keep God's commandment, brothers. God will bless. Even when the earth is cursed, God will bless it for your behalf. See, this is what people... Who, 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 praise the Lord, people, even people in ministry say, brother, so many people are coming to your ministry and people getting saved. Every week there are new people coming on. I get messages from pastors and leaders of people that come to, the, to their churches that are saved through the Lord's hour, but they come to their churches. And, and, and the pastor asked him, how do you, you came to the Lord? They say a few days ago, a few months ago, through the Lord's hour. Well, the Lord Tao, who's the Lord Tao? Who's this person? Elby. And they'll give him my email, and the pastor will write to me. And I tell them, I thank God for your program, because some people that have come to my church have come to the Lord through your program. Praise the Lord for the Lord Tao, for your program. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. People, there are people always being saved. And I have people asking me, how is that possible? How is that always happening? That will always happen. If we seek the Lord and keep God's commandment, God will make sure that everything we do is blessed, brothers and sisters. Everything. Yes, we will encounter problems in life. We will always encounter problems. But God's blessing will never fail us. God's blessing will never fail us, brothers and sisters. I tell you this, brothers and sisters, because I have struggled in many areas. Sometimes in the finance, we need finance for something. And God never failed to touch someone or speak to someone to call and do and make a donation to the Lord's Tower. Praise the Lord for that bill to be paid or for, for, for whatever we need to be covered, it's covered. God is faithful, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. God is faithful. And God doesn't fail us in any way. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was having problems with my minivan. Thank you, Lord. It was out of warranty, and I was having problems. I took it back to the dealer. I began to pray over the minivan. I said, the Lord, let me know. It is time for you to let go. It's time for you to let go. Praise the Lord. But see, I pray, and I pray, and I waited. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. And I knew of someone who God used to, to give me a minivan. God touched the dealer. To trade my minivan for a car without me giving a penny, he even paid the insurance to, to the motor vehicle and everything. Now one penny came out of my pocket to 
pay anything for that mini event, for that 2012 mini event. Not one penny came out of my pocket. This, this, this man of God from the dealer daddy, praise the Lord. And praise the Lord. The Lord brought him to my, to my attention. I even forgot his name. He had already moved from the dealer, and I totally have forgotten about him. And so the Lord brought him to my understanding, to my memory. And I went to the dealer looking for him. And I asked, praise the Lord. Well, they told me when he, the, the other dealer, he went to work, a bigger dealer. Praise the Lord. And when I went to the dealer, there he was. Praise the Lord. And God was so awesome that when I went to see him, he had already listened to the Lord Tower. And he already had been ministered by the Lord Tower. Praise the Lord. And he, he told me how a blessing this program has been to, has been to him and, and other people he has given the link to. Praise the Lord. And I said, oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I told him what I wanted, and he says, I want to help you. Praise the Lord. I want to help you. And I said, I just brought my minivan here. I do need a, another minivan, but my minivan needs a cleaning. Praise the Lord. He says, forget about the cleaning. You're not leaving today without getting another minivan here. Praise the Lord. Because I told him the issue that I was having with the minivan. And he says, I want to help you. I want to be a blessing to you. I should be a blessing to me, he says. And I'm listening to this man. Praise the Lord. And he says, you know what some of us here, the dealers, have put on your program and have listened to you? Yeah, when, when there's no customer and we sit in the office, we put on your program, the Lord's hour, and we listen to you. And what a blessing it has been to us. And I'm so glad you came to me. He said, can you believe that, brothers and sisters? I am talking to this, that brother who is telling me, and you know, we know a lot of us have not been close to the Lord like we was when I met him. So, so now they were kind of backsliding. And what helped them to stay in communion with the Lord was the Lord's Tower. And he said how some of them listening to the Lord's Tower, the Lord has been touching them to come back to the Lord again. You see that my need was different from their need. Their need was spiritual, brothers and sisters. I needed the minivan. They just needed to, to get close to the Lord. And I was sitting there inviting them, brothers and sisters, to seek the Lord, not to let the material stop, money or anything, move away from the Lord, but to get close to the Lord because the Lord is the provider. And he was, he was so happy that I was there. He said, Pastor, I was so glad you're here. And I thank you. I thank you so much for your advice. I thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Praise the God. And we left that day. The next day, he was telling me, I went back to listen to the Lord's hour. Oh, man. It is a blessing. To praise the Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, that a lot of times, if we wait on the Lord, the Lord is in control, and he's going to do things his way. A lot of the things he allow us to go through, it is because we are being upset because the Lord says, my son, just trust me. I'm in control. I will, I will provide. Praise the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, I was driving. I took the minivan to the dealer. I got an angel line. Three to- four times I got an angel line on the minivan. Praise the Lord. And, you know, I got to travel a lot of the time for ministry. 
So I cannot have a car giving me problem. I have to have a car that, that can work, that can get me from one place to another, A to B. But the Lord was already taking care of the problem. You see, you see, brothers and sisters, that's why if we start cursing, if we start complaining, hallelujah, if we start doing all these things, praise the Lord, we will miss our blessing. Praise the Lord. We will miss our blessing if we start complaining. If we start blaming God for anything bad that happens in our life, praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. He says, you know what? You're going to get out of here. But the video one you're going to get out of here is going to be new with warranty, with a full warranty from the dealer. That's why you're taking home. And I'm looking at him, and I'm laughing, and I'm thanking the Lord, because it's the Lord that does all these things. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord did it. The Lord did it. And I was able to walk, walk out of there. Praise the Lord. And he helped me with everything. I told him I cannot afford a new minivan. This is what I can afford now. Cannot afford no more than that. He said, no, no don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You already have it by faith, he said to me. Tell him, he's preaching faith to me. <laughs> you already have it by faith. Just believe, he said to me. Praise the Lord. I hope he's listening tonight because he'll be rejoicing. You see, God has to use someone to remind us our faith, how powerful faith is, brothers and sisters. We all need to be reminded once in a while how powerful God is, what God can do through faith. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is already working a miracle of the land. We need a land, at least 100 acres for the Lord's community. God is already working a miracle, and it's going to be ready any day now. It's already working as miracles. So I tell people, this is why we need to wait on the Lord. I was meditating about this brother who told me many years ago, I, I cannot wait anymore, brother Elvie. I'm leaving. He says, I'm leaving. And I said, why are you doing that? I said, wait on the Lord. The Lord will, the Lord will provide. He says, no, I can't. I've been waiting. He left. When he left back to Puerto Rico, he said he went back to Puerto Rico. He began to backslide in Puerto Rico. He got together with his friend. They began to drink and go to the club. Two years to three in Puerto Rico, all he could think was, I need to go back to the Lord. He felt so empty and so dry, backsliding, drinking every day. He had lost everything he had. Praise the Lord. He spent five years, the last two years out of the five, he spent it trying to get out of the Puerto Rico to back to the U.S. But he had no money. He couldn't buy no plane ticket. He said it was so hard for him those five years. During those five years, I continued to do ministry. Hundreds of people came to the Lord. Four churches were built. The Lord raised, through my ministry, four churches, a group of people. Out of all the people that were being saved and delivered, a miracle and healing happened all the time. During those five years he spent in Puerto Rico, he could have spent with the Lord, he had trusting and waiting on the Lord. God sent many people to the ministry. When he came back, I didn't know he was back. Finally, when, when he cried out to the Lord, he said, the Lord finally provided the money for him to get out and come back. When he came back, he finally was able to go back to church and get his life straight with the Lord he was following. But soon as he came back, people were following him. He was asking for Elvis, and people were telling him, I have the ministry of television. 
back in Massachusetts, in, in, in the church, in the evangelist, television, radio, in all four churches that God had raised of all the people God was saving. And people that came to the Lord, some of the people told him of what God had done to the ministry. And he couldn't wait to find me when he found me because I already had moved. And he was looking for me. He says, he says oh, man, I heard what God, what, what God has been doing to your ministry. But he said, in those five years, if he would have waited on God, God would have done so much in his life. When we don't learn to wait upon the Lord, we lose so much. There are blessings and place for you and I who trust in the Lord. That's why the Bible teaches us to trust in the Lord and not lean on our own understanding. Because God will place in your life what you need. God will open the door that needs to be opened before your life if you trust in him. All we need to do is hearken unto his word, to prayer, to fasting, brothers and sisters, and God will, will open the door. God will do it. Sometimes we spend years in the Lord, and it seems like we've been in the same place. But in the spirit, we are being moved by the Lord from one place to another. God Hallelujah, will always have a way out for us when we trust him, when we seek him. One thing the Lord has always taught me is to always be constant in prayer. Even when you are tired, even when you are depressed, even when you are down, if you are always constant in prayer, God will always open the windows of heaven over your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When something don't happen in my life as I expected, one thing I think about is God's word. Commandment in my breaking is what I think of. What commandment out of the word of God in my breaking that there are things not happening in my life? And then I hearken to that commandment and I repent. And I said, I'm sorry, Lord, for breaking that commandment. Help me to keep it. Because when you ask Jesus to help you to keep the commandment, Jesus told me he will always help us, brothers and sisters. Those are the, the prayers that are according to the word of God. And one of them is when you ask God to help you to keep his commandment. Another prayer, Lord, help me to be obedient. That is another prayer according to the word of God. A lot of people don't know the prayer that according to the word of God. God will always answer those prayers because God wants you to be obedient. God wants you to keep his commandment. If you ask, Lord, help me to be holy. Help me to be righteous. Help me to be pure. Those are prayer according to the word of God. Because he wants you to be righteous. He tells you in his word. He tells you and I to be holy, to be righteous, to be pure. Those are prayer according to the word of God. And that's what, the, that's what James teaches the brothers and sisters. That if we ask something according to his word, he will answer. A lot of people don't know how to pray according to the word of God. But always pray according to the Word of God, to what the Word of God teaches us that you and I are supposed to do. God, God are working our life, brothers and sisters. Genesis twenty-seven thirty-nine, and I think his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling should be of the darkness of earth, and thy dew 
hallelujah, of heaven from above. Thank you, Lord. When you keep God's commandment, God will not fail you to receive a promise. He will not fail you to receive a promise. Sometimes you have to wait. Patiently, said David, waiting on the Lord, upon the Lord. You have to wait. It is not waiting. When God wants you to wait, listen carefully to this. This is going to be a blessing to your life. When God wants you to wait, which you're waiting now, pray and ask for wisdom, brothers and sisters. Ask the Lord to help you understand the things that he wants you to understand according to his word. That is another prayer according to the word of the Lord. Because the Bible says, seek wisdom, my son. Seek wisdom. Seek understanding. You may not understand what God is doing in your life. Seek understanding then. Pray for understanding. Say, Lord, help me to understand what is going on in my life. Lord, give me the wisdom to understand your your plan in my life, your purpose. What do you want me to do? And when you seek God this way, God will not fail you to lead you to his way, brothers and sisters, to his plan. Genesis 28, and he dreamed, and behold, a lion was set upon the earth, the top of reached the heaven, and behold, the angel of the Lord of God were ascending and descending upon it. Now, here's a different than what I thought a few days ago. Here's a different. All these Bible verses that I've given to you are related to heaven. The Apostle Paul says to the brothers of the Colossians, seek the things above and not the things of the earth. Brothers and sisters, you and I have to be seeking every day the plan of God for our life. Even if we don't have the wisdom, we can ask for the wisdom. If we don't understand, we can ask for understanding from God. And God will not fail us to lead us and teach us his way. Now, if you are not teachable, that means pride must be in the way. Then you need to repent pride, doubt, and unbelief in your life, which I do every day, brothers and sisters. I'm not going to stop ever to repent pride, doubt, and unbelief as long as I'm in this earth, brothers and sisters. Why? Because those are the things that are revealed to me that handle us more than anything else. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Genesis 28, 17. And he was afraid and said, How fearsome is this place? This is nothing other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Those who say Jerusalem is the gate of heaven. Why? Because there's much prayer going out to heaven for Jerusalem. We see what happened when Jacob prayed, when Jacob rested in that place. Let me tell you something. Only Jesus Christ, God, can give us rest, brothers. It's in the word of God. Only him can give us rest. But the rest he gives us, brothers and sisters, is better than any rest you can have on this earth. I have learned to ask the Lord at night, Lord, give me rest, because only you can. Brothers and sisters, when he gives me rest, oh, my goodness, my rest in the Lord. A lot of people, a lot of Christians have not learned to depend on the Lord even on the rest. They're running up and down, all tired, up and down, all tired, complaining how tired they are, 
how difficult their life is, but they have not asked the Lord to give them rest. And said, I said, say, Lord, please give me rest for me running up and down, Lord. Please, Lord. Please, Jesus, give me rest. And watch what happens when he gives you rest. Thank you, Lord. This is 49.25. Even by the God of thy Father, which will help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessing of heaven above, blessing of the deep, the life under, blessing of the breast, and of the wound. The blessing of God, brothers and sisters, goes deep as, uh, even unto the womb. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of God will make you rich. The blessing of God, brothers and sisters, will keep you always thanking God. Brothers and sisters. God wants you always to be grateful to him because God will never fail you. And when you and I learn to trust in him, we, we learn a great thing. One of the most difficult things I have had in my own work with God is trusting the Lord. But even when I had Jesus standing in front of me when he took me to his throne, he looked at me and said, my son, trust me. Several times he takes me to heaven, a different part of heaven. And he looked at me and he says, trust me. It's one, sometimes it's one of the most difficult things as a Christian we have in it to trust the Lord. How are you and I know that we are trusting the Lord? If you're depending on the Lord. You're not depending on your job, but you're depending on the Lord to give you the help, to give you the strength for you to go to work. Praise your Lord. If you're depending on the Lord for your help, do you depend on the Lord if Jesus your doctor, your medical? And Jesus, your insurance of good health. All these little things that you take for granted, brothers and sisters, all these little things, when the Lord said, trust me, is that anything that is going on in your life, you bring it to the Lord. You know, I ask you this question, what went, what went wrong with, with your life last year? You may give me a whole list and you say, brother, help me. I got sick on this month. My children, this happened to my children this other month. Uh, I could not pay my mortgage this other month. Now, in this new year, 2016, I want you to make a bow with God and say, God, all these things happened to me last year. But in this year, I want you to meet all my needs according to the richest and glory all over. I want you to need all my need, Lord, this year. That everything that happens to me last year, you will give me the victory over in 2016. And watch how the Lord will not fail you. Pray about it. Fast about it. But I want you to go to the Lord this year and say, Lord, all the bad things that happened to me last year, this year, I'm putting my whole life in your hands, my family, my job, my bank account, my credit, my health, my health insurance, Lord, everything, my cars. I'm putting everything in your hand that's year of my life, everything, Lord, my going in and out. Because that's what everybody say. Your going in and out will be blessed. 
Lord, my going in and out out of my house. Lord, I'm putting everything in, in everything that you can think and write it down if you have to. Some people have to write it down in a big note, pages after pages. Do it. Do it. Write it down. And I want you, as you write everything down this year, and the things that failed to you last year, thank you, Lord. I want you to write it down, and I want you to do this after you fast and pray for that, and you get the peace from the Lord, that the Lord is going to take care of you in 2016. I want you to watch every month of all the, the difference within the months. What happened to you in January and February and March and April, May, June, July, and all those months last year? I want you to compare this year what will happen to you. And I want you to see the difference when you trust the Lord. Please, please, I want everyone listening to do this. Please, please. Please do this. Please do this. Please do this. Because I want you to see the difference. I want you to see the power of your God. Please, I want you to see the power of your God over your life. I want, I want you to see God at work in your life as you do this. As you write down everything that went back to you last year in the different months, if you can remember. And I want you to write this year the difference between last year and this year, and you're going to thank God. You're going to praise him, and you're going to thank him, and you're going to see the difference. Then trust in the Lord now that when you did not trust the Lord, that they get to take care of you, to take care of your health, to take care of your family, to take care of everything you have. Please, I want you to practice this, because I did this in my own life. I compare one January to another, and I saw the difference of the Lord. I saw how the Lord did not fail me. When one January I got sick and I got broke, I lost my job. This other January, I was blessed. I was taken care of by the Lord, and I did not got sick. I was healthy. All the things that failed me that January, the following January, when I encommended all to the Lord, when I put all the whole month in the Lord's hands, the whole year, I saw the difference. And all I can do is thank the Lord. What a difference it is when you trust the Lord, brothers and sisters. And I want you to experience that. Please, this is an act of faith that I'm asking you to do. Please do this act of faith. Please, please do it. I want you to do this. I want you to I want you to test the Lord and see that the Lord is good. Test the Lord and see that the Lord is good. Please do. Test and see that the Lord is good. Please. I want you to do it. I want you to see the difference. Praise the Lord. And I want you to enjoy the benefit of it. Thank you, Lord. I want you to see that with God, all things are possible. Thank you, Lord. There are a lot of things we don't practice by faith, brothers and sisters. And because it's going to take, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That it's going to take an act of faith for us to see the hand of God, brothers and sisters. That's why God challenged all his servants. When you read the Bible, you see God challenging them. Why? Because God wants us to challenge him. Thank you, Lord. God wants us to challenge him by faith and test and see that the Lord is good and that his mercy 
endure forever. That he will not fail you. And he did not fail any one of his servants. If he did not fail Abraham or Noah, why will he fail you now? That's not his word teaches us that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then why would you doubt his faithfulness? This is why the Bible teaches us test and see that the Lord is good. Because we have to put it to the test. We have to compare the difference in timing. You and I live in timing. This is why you and I can compare in timing, brothers and sisters. So we can test and see that the Lord is good and that his mercy endure forever. That He, we saw bad things happen to us in the past. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Psalm 9, 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Thank you, Lord. If you seek the Lord with this type of faith, if you can test the faithfulness of the Lord from last year to this year, my goodness, what a blessing you'll see in your life. In God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You will see, hallelujah. Psalm 22 eight. He trusts in the Lord that he will deliver him, let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Thank you, Lord. It is just taking, I'm just asking you to take a step of faith tonight. This is a total different message from what you heard before. Because the Lord has been faithful to me, and I have tested the Lord that he is good. And I have seen his goodness in the land of the living. So now I want you to experience that, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 22, 23. Yea, that the, he that fear the Lord, praise him. O ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him, and fear him, O ye the seed of Israel. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 22, 26. The meat shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. I want your heart to rejoice as you test and see that the Lord is good. This is why I want you to take 2016, hallelujah, I want you to take 2016 and test and see that the Lord is good. Please, 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 I want you to test and see, hallelujah, hallelujah, that the Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Please test and see that the Lord is good, because he will not fail you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. He is so great. Praise you, Jesus. He is so awesome, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We can always, hallelujah, apply his word to our life in whatever we're going through, and we will always see the outcome of God's of work. See, if you can write it down, it will be easier for you to see the difference, for you to compare, hallelujah, 
Amen, brother. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord. If you write it down, you can follow it more to the, to the letter when you write it down. That's why I want you to write it down. Praise the Lord. But as the Lord gives you the victory and you see his, as you see his mighty hand on your behalf, I work, I want you to thank the Lord and glorify him, please. You can let me know through email. Thank you for those that are letting me know the different uh, praise the Lord, since they've been supporting the Lord's Tower. People have emailed me, and they're telling me the difference they've been supporting the Lord's Tower, how their business, their family, for so much, the marriage, everything. They have seen God at work in their life, praise the Lord. And I thank each one of you, praise the Lord, because I'm praying for you. As people support their program, I'm praying for you. And I want you to see the difference, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm glad that I have brothers and sisters who contact me and let me know, praise the Lord, the difference. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just don't say nothing bad about other churches because some people have said, you know, I was in church for me so many years, n- never saw the hand of the Lord, and since I've been in the Lord's hour, I've seen the hand of the Lord. And no, I don't want you to criticize pastors or churches, brothers and sisters. No, that's not what I want you to do. No, don't let it's not go there. Praise the Lord. Just thank the Lord. I want you to thank the Lord for what the Lord is going to do in your life this year. Please. I want you to be more grateful this year. If you if you can make a promise that you're going to be more grateful this year, please, just make it to the Lord. You don't need to make it to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want you to be grateful to God this year. Uh, they promise that you're going to worship God more this year, that you're going to be more thankful this year. As God comes through for you, as the hand of God will be on your behalf. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to pray for those that are going to make the vow with God. The best year, they're going to see the hand of God on their behalf greater than last year. A lot of the things that happened to you last year, the bad things are not going to happen to you this year, brothers and sisters. And that's why I want you to be thankful to God and in that regard. Because the Lord is going to bring the difference to you. You hear that God is letting you know that there will be judgment coming soon. There's a lot of bad things coming. As you hear prophets saying things that bad things are coming this year. But I say this to you, not to you, they're coming. You may go through it, but God's going to take care of you this year. The Lord is going to take care of his bride, his people, his children. None of the things that are going to happen to the economy this year will affect you, I believe, because the Lord is going to take care of you and your family. But I want you to believe God in that regard. You probably were so nervous last year. You saw how the economy was doing so bad. And you may say, it affected me, Brother Ali. Not this year. Not this year. I want you to confess that this year, your economy is not going to be affected. Even if the stock market falls, you will not be affected in Jesus' name. Can you say Amen. Can you say amen that it will not affect you this year? It will not affect your family. It will not affect your life. It will be affected to the glory of God when you're going to thank God, yes. But it will not be affected in a negative way. But it will be a, you will be blessed. You will be prospered. The doors of heaven will be open more over your life than ever before. You will see more good things come to you. Now wait upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
praise you, Lord. I want you to experience the goodness of the Lord. That's what I want you to experience. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 1634 says, All give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy and do it forever. This is what's going to come to you in 2016. You're going to know that the Lord is good. And you're going to experience that his mercy endure forever over your life. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what happened to you last year in January or in February, but this year will be different. And I want you to thank the Lord for it. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 19.13. Be a good, a good courage. Let us behave ourselves valiantly. For our people, for the city of our God, and let the Lord do which is good in his sight. The Lord is going to do which is good in his sight. I want you to thank the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to thank the Lord because your life is in the hand of the Lord. And the Lord is going to do as well upon your life. That's year, more. You probably did not trust the Lord in so many areas of your life. But this year, I want you to write down that you're going to trust the Lord. And whatever went back to you last year, or maybe the year before, or the year before, the year before, this year got to be different. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. God is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalm 33, 5. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of goodness of the Lord. Full of the goodness of the Lord. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Well, why? Some people might say, well, Brother Ellie, I don't know about that. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Yes, it is. All you need to do is claim it in your behalf, and the Lord will make it come to pass. Let goodness come your way. Let goodness come your way. Because the Lord is going to bring it your way. He's going to bring his goodness your way if you believe. That's why he's going to take an act of faith on your behalf. If you doubt God last year, I want you to make a commitment that this year you're going to believe it. And if any doubt or unbelief comes to your mind and heart, you are going to repent it unto God in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Please, all doubt to the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're not going to let doubt and unbelief no more hinder your life and your walk. But you're going to hold on to the Lord. You're going to claim God's promises. You are not going to let any of these serious things hurt you in any way anymore. You probably were hurt last year. Your feeling was hurt last year. But this year you're going to pray that they are not hurt anymore and that your feeling will be stronger. You will be more stronger and that you will be able to endure and that no matter what comes to you, you will remain strong, and the Lord will deliver you from your enemy. Probably last year, this month, you were crying like a baby. Probably when you were in your closet, in your house. Maybe you were alone. Well, this year, you're going to pray. You're not alone anymore. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord was going to bring someone to your life to keep you company. Maybe a sister or brother. Praise you, Lord. But this year, you're going to declare your blessing. You're going to declare company over your life. Praise the Lord. You might be a single sister praying for a brother, for God to bring a brother to your life. 
This year, God will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. I believe it. Well, I think my brother praying for a bright. That year, you can claim God will bring it to pass, and God will not fail you. Thank you, Jesus. But when he that comes through for you, be grateful. And just give him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He will not fail you. He will not fail you. Thank you, Jesus. But don't you fail the Lord either. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here it is, my favorite psalm. Psalm 34, 8. All taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. How do I taste that the Lord is good? Well, I'm giving you how I taste that the Lord is good. My favorite psalm. I know this psalm over 20 years ago. All taste and see. Praise the Lord. When I heard about this psalm, this psalm is mine. I think it is mine. Praise the Lord. That I can taste and that I can see that the Lord is good in my life. Well, I want to see this. I got to get a taste of this. I got to get a bite of it. Because the only way I'm going to taste that the Lord is good is if I get a bite. If I get a bite of that cheesecake, I'm going to know the Lord is good. Well, you have to provide me that cheesecake. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. The other day, I had a great taste for a, a, a homemade bread. I, I had the desire. I said, man, um, I was I'm looking up. I went by the store looking. I, I had a, a home baking machine. Praise you, Lord. And I had the desire for, for a piece of homemade bread, nice, nice and warm. And I had this woman of God says, hey, I'm sending your way a homemade piece of bread. And I got this joy in me from the Lord that the Lord was answering my desire. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I, I have the desire for things that I don't have, that I want to have. And she shipped it to me, brother, for another state. And they came. Man, when I was tasting that bread, it tasted so good. I believe it came from Texas. It tasted so good. I said, oh, man, praise God. It tasted so good, brother. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. God is so faithful. The Lord heard my inner desire, my inner praise. And he let me taste that the Lord is good. You see, when I taste that bread, when I took a piece of that bread in my mouth, I was tasting that the Lord is good. Because, you see, I did not make that bread. The Lord provided it me. Thank you, Jesus. He provided the desire I have. He provided that bread. That bread to me, I will not trade it for a million dollars. Because I wanted that bread, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. There are things that have no value. That was that, that bread, that piece of bread, I don't value to me. Thank you, Lord. I taste that the Lord is good. And that his mercy endure forever, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It's the desire of our heart, he answered. Thank you, Jesus. That's what the Lord answered, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. So please, please taste that the Lord is good. Taste him. Taste him through his words. Taste him through his mighty hand. And watch how he will not fail you. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Psalm 69, 16. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude 
and thy tender mercy. You see, I don't know if you have experienced the mercy of the Lord, brothers and sisters. I don't know if you have experienced the mercy of the Lord. You're going to say, I call God Alvin. We experience the mercy of the Lord every day. Now, I ask you a question now. Have you experienced the tender mercy of the Lord? Have you experienced the tender mercy of the Lord? Now, tender, it is something so, so, so tender. Praise the Lord. That is so personal between you and the Lord. If when you experience that tender mercy with the Lord one-on-one, Thank you, Lord. I wanted so much for the Lord to visit me and spend some time with me and really have that tender, tender mercy for the Lord, and I have experienced it. Praise the Lord. As I read in the Word, He did. I asked Him to do it. He did. Finish it one on one with the Lord. The Lord, our salvation is personal, it is one on one with Jesus. And you, can you receive that? Can you understand that? The salvation God has given us is personal. It's a personal salvation. It, it means it's one-on-one with Christ, with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, one-on-one with him. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 73, 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy words. If you want to be a great evangelist like David, you want to be a good messenger for the Lord like David, and you want to declare all the work of the Lord over all the nations, the Lord will not fail to use you. This is actually one of the Lord's desires. One of the Lord, hallelujah, one of the word of the Lord for you to do. And when you pray according to the word of the Lord, the Lord will not fail to use you. Thank you, Lord. Then it says, but, uh, but it is good for me to draw near to God. You want to be a good messenger of the Lord. The first thing you need to do is draw near to God. Draw near to the Lord Jesus through prayer, through fasting, through sanctification. First thing you want to do if you want to hear a good message. Second one, I have put my trust in the Lord God. Put your trust in the Lord God. That means all your life, give it to the Lord. All your family, all your ministry, everything, give it to the Lord. That's you put in your trust in the Lord. All your desire, everything. That I may declare all my words, that I may be a good evangelist, good preacher, good pastor, good prophet. Anything you want to put into the work of God. You want to be good, praise the Lord. You want to do a good for the Lord. Hallelujah. David said, but it is good for me to draw near to the Lord. And the only way you're going to do God's will in your life is you draw near to the Lord. Draw near to the Lord. Do not be afraid. Some people are afraid to draw near to the Lord. Oh, Brother Elvis, some people have said to me, if I draw near to the Lord, this is going to happen to me. Lie of the devil. The devil may want to say to you, to your mind, that if you draw near to the Lord, that things that are going to happen to you is a lie. Tell you right now, don't believe the father of all lies. Don't believe the devil. Don't believe the demon. They lie through the teeth. Don't believe them. Because if you believe them, they're going to steal your blessings. Oh, brother, help me. If I go near to the Lord, I know what's going to happen to me. Yes, good things are coming to your life. 
Thank you, Lord. Don't let the devil teach you. You listen to God through his word. Don't let no devil teach you. That bad things are coming to you. No. Praise you, good Lord. Good things come to you from God. Thank you, Jesus. He's the Father. He's good. Praise you, Lord. And only good things are coming to you. Nothing bad. Hallelujah. Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a, a son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Listen to the key of God's blessing to us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. You walk with the Lord uprightly. God is first. You repent of your sin and you stay away from sin. You walk with God uprightly. Hallelujah. Righteous, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Holy, separated by the Lord for the Lord. You walk with the Lord uprightly. For the Lord God is a son. He is a son and a shield. He is the he. He is the he. Oh, the hell that is going to keep your enemy away from you. He will be a he. He will be the sun. He will be the he that will keep them away from you. And a shield to protect you from the dogs of the enemy. Praise you, Lord. You want the Lord, hallelujah, to be a, to be a wall of fire around your life? It doesn't want a fire. The sun is a fire. You want the Lord to be a wall of fire upon your life, Zechariah to find a glory within the midst in your life, a shield for protection. I hate to protect you according to Job 1.10. The Lord will get grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from men that walk uprightly. He will not hold anything from you. If you get close to the Lord, the Lord is not going to hold anything from you. He will bless you, and he will make sure you get the promise he has for you, brothers and sisters. He will not fail you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, but the devil wants to tell you that bad things will happen to you. Don't listen to the devil, but listen to the Lord. The Lord is on his right. The devil is a liar. Why would you listen to a liar instead of listening to the truth? Listen to the Lord who has never told a lie, who always teaches us the truth. The truth only comes from him and nobody else, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. The only, the only time we are true, we're speaking true, is when we are in his word and we're speaking his word. Where our life is according to his word and we speak his word daily. That's why if any man speak, Paul says that to speak according to the word of God. Because that's the only time, brothers and sisters, that we are one with true. Brothers and sisters, the only time we're one with truth, when we, brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, are in his word. But when we are separated from the word, when we are not living according to his word, we're not in truth anymore. Thank you, Jesus. The truth is not in us. When we are not living according to the word, the truth is not in us anymore. Praise you, Lord. But if we remain in the truth, hallelujah, says John, because God is true. We need to remain in the truth. I see it in the truth. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all iniquity. God wants us not only to be in the truth, but to remain in the truth, remain in his word. A lot of people 
were preaching the word of God many years ago. Today they're not no more. They stop trusting the word of God. They're not in truth. So if they're not in truth, where are they now? Well, the truth is the light. They're not in light anymore, in other words. If you're not in truth, if you're not in the word of God, you're not in truth and you're not in light. Thank you, Jesus. So you have to be careful when someone thinks that there's anything else outside God's word because there's no truth outside the truth of the word of God. Don't let anybody tell you there is because you have a lot of people telling people there is truth up there besides the word of God. Praise you, Lord. There are people telling them, there are world leaders, world religious leaders telling people that there are other ways to get to heaven. There are other ways to get to heaven. There are world leaders telling people that. And because the Pope is saying it, because the believers are saying it, people are saying amen. Oh, that is, that is a lie. It's not true. Hallelujah. The only way to get to heaven is with Jesus Christ, the Word. No way anyone can get to heaven any other way, brothers and sisters. Oh, but you got people telling people that, yes, they can get to heaven any other way. Do you see the lie? Can you smell the lie, brothers and sisters? You got to smell the, the lie from miles away. Don't let anyone come to you with any other message. Anyone come to you and better bring this gospel. You don't welcome into your house, your life. You don't welcome into your life. I'm sorry, but you cannot be my friend. You cannot be my brother. You cannot be my sister if you bring other gospel. It's why John is teaching the brothers and sisters. Don't welcome them into your house. Your house is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Do not welcome them into your life. They cannot be your friend. They cannot be your brother if they bring other gospel, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot fellowship with them. Oh, they can quote that Bible verse that says, Oh, not to forsake in the fellowship of the brethren. Let it quote it all day one. If they're not walking according to the true word of God, brothers and sisters, the word of God teaches that, that you would not fellowship with them. Thank you, Lord. It's very clear. It's very simple. But some people love to complicate it. No, no. It's very clear and it's very simple. Let no one complicate it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is so awesome. The Lord is so good. Who is like him? Hallelujah. Who is like the Lord? Hallelujah. Who is like our God? Who is like the Lord? Hallelujah. Who is like Jesus? Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. I'm going to continue with this tomorrow. God willing, please keep me in prayer. Hallelujah. I will continue with tomorrow night. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I'll put another message from prior, but I will be here tomorrow night. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Love Hope Radio.
Some people say they hear me. I hope the rest of the people can also go ahead, okay, and uh, praise you, Lord, and, ha- and hear me. I apologize. They have outdated uh, the the block talk have outdated the West Side, and and it's not clear the way they went. It is really not clear. They have removed the option of doing it through Skype, and it is just so different now. Uh, they, they supposedly the sound sound better now, but um, the connection it is not clear. The control room is not clear. It, it is just a mess. Hallelujah! And I apologize for that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure out what they what they have done as we go on. But the control they, they're using now is it looks so cheap and so uh, it just, it's, it's not the same we used to use. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Amen. I want to start this week uh, a Bible study, and I don't want to rush into it because uh, the message in this Bible study, um, it has to do with curses and blessing. And so, uh, uh, biblically, we're going to go into the Word of God. Uh, We are going to see, uh, we're going to learn through the Word or by the Word into what the Lord also has shown us and revealed to, to my life about curses. I know that in the past I have shared a, a teaching about curses and blessing, and it's been a blessing. The teaching has been a blessing because life has been, has been set free by the Lord. Amen. And so I, I, I usually share what the, Lord, uh, what the Lord reveals to me. You know, I... I I do have other people sending me the dreams, and I do apologize because some people want me to bring the dream uh, on the air, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I may do it tomorrow. I have a few dreams uh, sent to me, and I'm going to go ahead and, and read them tomorrow night. It has to do with the rapture. It has to do with judgment. They are they are really powerful words, brothers and sisters. But I feel that from the Lord that, that what I need to share about about the, the curses and blessing is very important too because people are under attack right now and they don't realize how or why. How are they being attacked or why and how to uh, 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 come against this attack of the enemy and their life and their family and their relationship 
spiritually, in so many ways, financial, uh, mentally. Oh, man, uh, it's just, just be people being attacked. And they don't even know how to come against these attacks. And this is in all way how Satan had done this for thousands of years. And, and the, word, the Word teaches us, but a lot of people cannot see it in the Word. So we're going to go into the Word, and we are going to share this, because after this teaching, after these three three days teaching, I call it, uh, some people will know how to come against these attacks, and, and they'll have victory over it from the Lord. You, we are more than victorious in Jesus Christ. All right? And praise your Lord. The Lord will always reveal us. There's nothing hidden that will not be brought to light. It's in the Word of God. And so the Lord is going to bring it to light to, to, to help us understand, to teach us, to help us overcome, because we are more than overcomer, brothers and sisters. And also the Word teaches us that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. And so in Ephesians, we're going to start in Ephesians, and we, we need to understand something here. In Ephesians 6, uh, uh, 12, Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh or blood. Okay, we have a comma there. We're going to slow down. We, we, we wrestle not against flesh or blood. Amen. Uh, it, we're not wrestling against human. Okay. Uh uh, most of the time we're not. We wrestle not. Okay? And even when we sin, and I want to explain this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against human. Okay? But a lot of times it seems like we do. But it's still not human. They can be be used by Satan, by demons, brothers and sisters. And, and if you don't have the sermon, you won't realize that. You will not understand that. And so that's why God is explaining to us here in His Word that our wrestling are, and, and I look, I even looked up the word wrestling, wrestle, okay. And, and the word wrestle is to take in part, take part in a fight. We we see WrestleMania, uh, which is the, the WWF wrestling. You see how they wrestle. Well, that gives you an idea. But those are human against human. The Bible tells us that that's not what's going on in the body of Christ. That's not what's going on to, to humanity. The real wrestle that humanity is having is against demons. Watch this. Watch what Ephesians says. The real, the, real, the real wrestle that we're having, who is against? For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principality. Principality. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, join this together with revelation and dreams and revelation of the Lord. And visions of the Lord. In, in, in one occasion, the Lord took me to the heavenly places. It's a planet. Okay? Uh, it's, a, it's a planet. It's in the air. Principality of the air. Yes, they're in the air. They fly back and forward in the air. I see this principality. I also met the head of this principality, the leaders. Uh, we know that the leaders of darkness is Satan. We also know that, according to the word of God. Yes. But they, he has also right hand, left hand. He has demon. He commands. He got principality who he has in charge of thousands and millions and billions who he commands. And so the one that is in charge of the principality is called Balak. Balak, okay, King Balak. He is evil. He is bad. I met him like twice. And it was very important for the Lord to meet um 
this principality, this principality alone, as I also see all the other thousands upon thousands of others that are under him, okay? And he, in the heavenly places, he owns a castle, a castle, very large castle. It looks like a large mansion, but divided in, in, with several uh, walkways or hallways. And he is true place, brothers and sisters. Amen. So, uh, this principality, I saw this in the heavenly places when Jesus took me. They were being sent to the earth to attack the church, to attack Christians. I heard... When the order was being given to them, they said, go to the earth and attack the bride. Attack the Christian. Come against them. Shalom there, Brother Miguel. And so, the Lord wanted me to hear. The Lord wanted me to see so I can come and explain this, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Because there is so much behind. You think there's evil in the government. There's much evil behind them. Okay. So we rest on our against flesh or blood. Amen. And again, we looked up the word rest or take part in a fight. As, either as a sport or in, or in earnest. Uh, in um, one's opponent trying to throw one or force them to the ground. So in, in the wrestling, the purpose is for you to knock down or bring down your enemy. Or hold, or hold your enemy against the floor. Okay? That's the purpose of the wrestling. Why would the deep principality want to hold you against the floor? Hold you, uh, or they use very different matter to hold someone against the floor, either putting uh, uh, the hand against the neck or the shoulder, the different different way to bring someone down. But in the spiritual realm, they also use different methods to bring people down, bring Christians down. Especially if a Christian don't pray. If a Christian don't have a prayer life, a constant prayer life where the person is repenting of their sin, okay, becoming under the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, the person can be brought down by demon easy, where easy. Okay, and it's not that the Lord is not protecting protecting us or watching over us. I don't want you to misunderstand this Bible study that we're going to begin tonight. The Lord is always for us. Okay, He's for us. Amen. And he will fight for us. But if you are not a, 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 a if you don't have a prayer life, a constant seeking the Lord, repenting, okay, we we rest or not against blood, flesh and blood. So understand. What is going on in the spiritual realm, which a lot of Christians ignore or have very little knowledge of it? And that's not good. That's not good. Because that's why we have the Bible and we have to study the Bible. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And we see that the the um, the word principality there with an X, with a, uh, there are many, many, just as I saw, against powers. Okay, now, when the Bible gives us against powers, uh, I seen this from heaven. One time I was allowed to look down to earth, and I seen these powers. Some people can call them forces, but they are powers, the Bible says, that moves on the earth. They have no form. They have no face. They are just powers that, that travels around the earth doing evil, dark power, brothers and sisters. I seen this. 
And I was like, wow. But in the last day, these power, their power have increased. Okay. Some way, somehow, as humanity continues to sin, as humanity continues to do evil, because the one thing that people say, uh, people say good and evil, or good and bad, I'm sorry, but it should be good and evil. The Bible tells us that we will know good and evil. Okay, people say that. It's evil. Bad word? No, evil word. It all comes from the spiritual realm first into our physical realm, and it manifests itself through people's mouth, through people's actions, through people's behavior, through people's disobedience, wicked acts, homosexuality, the killing of those innocent babies, abortion. All these behaviors that are being manifested, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, all these behaviors that are manifesting in these last days come from the spiritual realm first. And they're being manifest because they are finding open door, open door, sin. Sins are open door, the action, the evil action of human beings, open door. And so they use that, praise you God, because... So Adam was given the power to take care of the garden, okay, to protect the garden. Adam has the responsibility to take care of the garden. You have the responsibility before God to take care of your own life, okay, to take care of your own life. Thank you, Lord. And so you need to understand that you are responsible for your action. That's why I tell people. If we are explaining something that the Lord is giving for me to give to you and you're distracting me with something else, it is not good because I'm bringing you a word and it's going to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord. And so I tell you, we are responsible. And God the Father holds us responsible for our action. And when we go ahead voluntarily, go ahead and commit sin, do our evil action, there will be punishment for that. There will be punishment for that. So the more we learn to obey God, to keep His commandment, the best we are with God, brothers and sisters. Because we're seeking obedience. We're seeking to obey Him. We're seeking to keep His commandment. And But if we are breaking them, and we're saying, well, I don't know this, well, I didn't know this, everyone having His word in their, in their home, in their house, that they can put on their hand and read. So it's not, a, it's not an excuse. If you say to the judge, I didn't know this law, that, I, that you're accusing, that I'm being accused of being, uh, breaking, the, the judge will say to you, ignorant is not an excuse. The judge would just say that. And that's why people are surprised in court when they are being told that, because everyone has the opportunity to learn. Everyone has the opportunity to learn. And so God's word is free in a lot of places. People can send you a Bible for free. There are ministries that are sending Bible for free, brothers and sisters. And so being, God holds humanity responsible. God holds us responsible for our action, brothers and sisters. Amen. So we're going to dig into the word in three days back and forward, amen, explaining the word carefully without running, amen, 
because we want to get the message that God has given us clear that will be a great blessing to our life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I'm also babysitting, so I may have to play some music and, and, and deal with my son. My wife is not here. Praise you, Lord. So, uh, brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. I'm going to have to take a break now and be back. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Help me to finish this Bible study, Lord. Help me to begin it and continue with it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we are in Ephesians 6.12. And again, so before we wrestle not against principality, I want to make sure I'm being heard uh, fine on the air. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So if you can hear me, just give me a one. Praise you, Lord, before I continue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principality, uh, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness. Those are also rulers of the darkness, brothers and sisters. Uh, the Bible, what God is doing, brothers and sisters, giving us details of what is going on, okay, in the throne of Satan, around the throne of Satan. You hear that Satan is not even even mentioned there. You can say, well, yeah, Satan, but it's not even even mentioned the name of Satan there, Satan or Apollyon. It's not even even Apollyon is a demon, Satan is a demon, and then comes all these that are still doing all the evil against the bride, against the world, not just the world, the, the bride, but everyone else. Uh, people being attacked one way or another. Amen. Against the powers, against the rule of darkness of this world. Now, the ruler of darkness of this world, that has to do with government. Okay? Because it's being a specific. It's, it's telling you and I, the rulers, you know, the ruler starts from president down. Amen. By president, house speakers, all those secretary of state, rulers, they have to do with them. Their job is specifically have to do with them. Amen. Against the ruler of darkness of this world. Against a spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. High places can be applied, spiritual high places and literal, uh, literally high places, places down here, places of government, amen, specifically. Uh, and, and if I go into details, where are they in, in, in the branch of government, a government, you will be stunned. I mean, I shared some things a couple of years ago that how people shaking, it was, it was too strong. You know, and I should have asked the Lord before I went and shared those things because it was revelation the Lord was giving me, and I just thought I could just come out with it, not really thinking how strong it was, the information. And I haven't uh, uh, I haven't uh, spoken about this anymore because there's a lot of immaturity in the church, but there's a lack of knowledge. There's a lot of, lot, lots of lack of knowledge in the, in the, from a lot of people, so I'm being careful. I'm, I'm got to check with the Lord how much I can share. You know, I basically I usually stay with the basic on the air. The deeper stuff I share with people that are more mature. 
that were able to handle the information. But there's so much, so much stuff the Lord had revealed to me in regard to the government and what is being run by the devil. That if you knew, you'll be stunned. A lot of people will be like, "What? He's running that. He's doing that." And it is so evil, you won't believe how much it is. But it's all happening, and it's in the Word of God. The rulers of darkness of this world, this world, not the world to come over the past world, this world. Paul says, this world, the Bible says. So understand what is going on in the spiritual realm, brothers and sisters. It is affecting everything. That's why we need to be under the blood. That's why, brothers and sisters, that's why God is telling us to put on the armor, okay? That's why. That's why, because if you don't know what is happening, if you, have no, if you don't have the understanding of what is going on in the spiritual realm, you're always going to be attacked, and you're not going to understand why or how, what am I doing wrong? A lot of people are beating up themselves. Amen. Now, when we talk about putting the armor, a lot of people don't even know how. How do you put on the armor, they say? And I have to, it's, that alone has to be explained because a lot of people don't, uh, they read Ephesians, we go back there, Ephesians. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be stand against the, 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 the wiles of the devil. What armor? Bible tells you what armor. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. And so we're going to leave the armor by the word later on by the last day. Okay? We're going to leave the armor because you need to understand first what is going on. A doctor, to handle your problem, you, you're complaining that you have a pain in your stomach to your doctor. Okay, he needs to he needs to take X-ray. He needs to do a lot of things before he can handle what's going on with you. And so, a lot of people are are dealing with things they don't know, they don't understand, and so they don't know what they're doing. They just they think they're doing. Oh, I'm putting on the armor, but they don't know that they are, the armor. God gives you specific armor for a specific attack. They don't know that. They don't know that. And so the enemy go around their lack of knowledge and attack them. And so that's why it has to be explained by the word, step by step, so you can put on the armor, but you need to know how, what armor, what the Bible says about the armor. Let's study it deeper. Let it, let's get a, a clear understanding of what the armor is. Because a lot of people don't know what the armor is. They hear armor. What armor? What, arm, what armor he's referring to? They don't know. So that's why we're going to go into the Word, and we're going to point to the armor. Okay? Point to the armor. Praise to God that you have it every day. And you won't believe how protected you'll be against the evil wiles of the enemy. Or any attack of the enemy, you're protected. Because a lot of people say, well, I put on the armor this morning. How come I got attacked? And they're going through all these attacks. And they don't know how to handle that. And the Bible teaches you how to handle that. 
but then you don't know the armor, or you don't know how to put them on. So we're going to go into all of that. Amen. We'll leave it for the last day. But first, let's understand, brothers and sisters, how they are attacking us. Okay? Because these 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 uh, prince, these demons, go back to the word here. Hallelujah. These rulers of darkness of this world come against against your your credit, your financial situation. Isn't it funny that when you have when you have little money, is when the government wants more from you. The people that have a lot of money don't have problem with the government. It's the people that have little money that have problem with the government. He says he's in all government branches attacking Christian and people overall through so many different ways that they don't know how to they don't know how to uh, have the army against those attacks. The Bible teaches us how, but they don't know how. Amen. And so the enemy uses those branches of government, like the RRS, okay, to attack people that way, but because they don't know, they don't know how to protect themselves from that, which the Lord teaches us, and the Lord can protect us from that. The the RS keeps coming against them. You want you want to? I'll give you one simple step. When the RS comes against you, send the Lord against them, and watch what happens. But it's not about the armor today. We will talk about it more in detail, and you're going to see what happens when they come against you, and you send the Lord against them, or you put the arm against them. You see what happens? They'll stop immediately. They'll even apologize to you. Praise the Lord. And then you understand that it's happening in the physical, but because you pray in the spiritual, now they're apologizing to you. Now you understand that it's first in the spiritual that it happens before it becomes in the spiritual. Before they can come against you in the physical, the order comes from the spiritual. But if you don't know that, they'll keep coming against you and you keep seeing it as a physical problem, but you haven't you haven't done anything about it. Thank you, Lord. And we're gonna take all this and you're gonna see you're gonna have victory over all these things and you're gonna say, like, wow, I didn't even know. I mean when the Lord helped me with this stuff, I was shocked. I had the I had the RS after me for years and I was paying them. I mean I was in payment plan. I was paying everything I owed them. And at one time after I paid them, they still came against me. And I said, what is going on with these people? I'm, I'm, I'm in a payment plan. I'm paying faithfully there. Is this still coming against me? But it was the devil sending them against me. And when the Lord let me know, and I went to the Lord about this, and he taught me, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, it stopped. Immediately it stopped. You see, because the devil will come against you. But when you don't know it's a devil, you think it's men, you think you're wrestling against flesh and blood. Huh. Are you understand now? Are you understanding what Ephesians 6 says? You wrestle not against flesh and blood. I kept blaming men. I kept blaming men. Thank you, Lord. I kept blaming men. And I did not understand until the Lord 
help me understand, because he always has to help us, brothers and sisters, he always has, that it was, it was not man, it was the devil himself coming through me, coming against me. And when the Lord helped me understand that, huh, the Lord put a stop to that. Amen. And until you don't, a lot of people don't, they still arguing with people. They're still fighting with people. They're still calling them and insulting them on the phone, calling them all kinds of things. They're still wrestling with flesh and blood. But you are not. You see, you are not. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood. You think you are because you're talking to people. That's the way I used to think until the Lord opened my eyes. Until the Lord opened my eyes, and that's when I understood. I said, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Praise your God. Let's go to number 22 now. Let's go to number 22. Book of number, chapter 22. Praise the Lord. We have something going on here that is going to help us understand this Bible study. Some things are going to be deeper than deep, but it's going to help you understand even more. And it will be such a blessing, I know it will be, because it's been to my own life. Amen. Number 22, one says, The children of Israel went forward and pitched camp in the plain of Moab, on the side of the Jordan and, and by Jericho. And Balak, the, same, the, the son of Sippar. Balak, the son of Sippar. You see that we read sometimes. But we don't, we don't really study. We don't really study. The Bible is telling us here uh, who was Balak and where did he come from. Well, Balak, uh, Balak as, you, as we read, listen careful now. Balak the son of Sipor saw all the Israel had done unto the Amorite. Okay? Now, the son of Sippor. Who was Sippor? Who was this man, if we can call it a man, Sippor? Well, I went to, to study the history of Sippor because if Sippor was the, 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 the son, the son of, of Balak, I'm sorry, the father of Balak, Balak was the king, okay? He was the king of Moab, and so... Uh, Balak was a son of Sippor. Now, I looked up who Sippor was. He, I, this is the information about, about, I found about Sippor. Uh, 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 it tells you that Balak was the former king of Moab, yes. And then Sippor, in the, in the, in the, in the dictionary, gives, the dictionary gives you three meanings who Sippor was. Uh, Sippor comes from a little bird. We know that men are not, a bird, are not born a bird. We know that. I want you to pay close attention to what God is teaching us because it is incredible. I was shocked, like, oh, wow. The Lord is incredible. Okay, we know that men are not born from bird. We're clear, we're clear about that. Amen. Men are not born from, from, from bird. Uh, another word uh, referring to support, the meaning of his name, swallow. Swallow. Okay, uh, that word can only be, can be related to hell, the swallow people. That word swallow is only related to hell. See, bird, it's, 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 it's to the air, a bird of the air, something that fly, principality of the air. Okay, 
swallow hell related to hell. Now the other the other meaning of, of the name of Sipor, the Father Dalek, that I also found that I was like, oh wow, that is incredible. It is incredible. It is incredible, incredible the things you learn when you study the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, death, sir. The other word for support is death, sir. It's what I found out that the name of support means. So this Balak says, was the son of hell, came from hell. Tells you He came from hell. He came from the death, sir. Okay, like a bird. Okay, men are not born are not born from birth. So this Balak, the word of God is telling us he was the son of the devil. He was like the son. He was like someone we know in a White House in Pennsylvania, sixteen hundred. That's where he came from, from the devil. Balak came from the devil. Okay, but somehow this Balak was in the flesh. At this time, he was in a body of human body. Okay, let me keep reading now. Thank you, Lord. A more was so afraid of the people because they were many. A more was distressed because of the children of Israel. A more said unto the other of the million, Now shall this company uh, lick up all that are around about us and us lick it off the grass of the field. In Balak, the son, the son Afipor, I, 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 again, I would say the son of the devil, because that's the understanding I got from the name Afipor. He was the son of the devil, Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, he was the son of the, the son of the devil, Barack Obama, who was king of the of the Moabite at that time, and sent a message there before unto Balin, the son of Beor and Apedor. Now, why is God wants us to know who was who and whose father was whose father? Because Beor and Peor were serving up God. So, Balin came from the son of God, but Balak came from the devil himself. It's what God is saying to us. You need to want to know who you, whose father, whose father is your father. And if you say your father is God, you must act as the son of God. You are a blessing or a blesser. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to quote him, saying, Behold, there is come a people out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Now, only a demon will say this, okay? Only a demon will refer to Israel or God or the devil can say this, okay? Because they know, they can see the spiritual realm and they can see the effect Israel has in this earth. The presence of Israel on earth has an effect. Rabbi knows this. Rabbi can talk about it for hours. The presence of Israel, the presence of Jacob has an effect on the earth. This is why the Middle East is shaking by the presence of the Jewish people. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. 
the Middle East is being shaken right now by the presence of Israel. Because Israel, hallelujah, Jacob is the son of God. It's the son of God. Jacob is the son of God. He calls him my son. He said through the prophet Isaiah, Jacob. Okay. And the son of God has power, has presence of God in the life. And so the earth, that's why he called Jesus, called Jerusalem, my city. Because his presence is there and is causing an upright in the Middle East. The presence of Israel, brothers and sisters. It's causing an upright. And you're, I'm going to show you this as we go along, as we read number 23 and number 24. You're going to see prophetic. You're going to see the future and the past. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Verse 6. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me these people, for they are too mighty for me. Look at the complaint of the devil against Israel. Look, look at the complaint. Look at the complaint. In other words, look at the complaint of Satan against the bride of Christ. Because you need to understand it's happening in the spiritual realm. Look at the complaint of the devil against you. You are too mighty for him. You are too mighty for him. Because you got the Ruach HaKadosh of God. You got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You are too mighty for him. Are you listening? Can you receive the word? Thank you, Lord. You are too mighty for him. And that is a problem for the devil. You are a problem to the devil. Praise the Lord. Come now before I pray thee, curse me these people, for they are too mighty for me. Here, here what Satan is saying, you are too mighty for him. So he's looking for a loophole into your life. He's looking for a way to attack you. That's what the devil is trying to do to your life. Because you are too mighty for him. Thank you, Lord. That's why the Bible teaches that greater is he that is in us. That him that is in the world, you are too mighty for him. That's what the word is teaching you. You are too mighty for the devil. But in order for the devil to attack you, he has to find a way. Or he has to find someone. Are you listening? He has to find someone. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Perhaps I should prevail. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or maybe is another word we use for perhaps. I should prevail that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Why is the devil coming against the Jewish people today? Hello, someone. That he may drive them out of the land. <laughs> you see the plan of the devil from the beginning? Do you see the plan of the devil? Read it. It's in the Word of God. The Word of God teaches you the plan of the devil against your own life, against the Jewish people, against the church. The devil wants to move you from where God told you to stay or where God has sent you to. He wants to move you from where God wants you to be. Because if the devil can move you, if you can move if you move from where God wants you to be because the devil's coming against you, you may get yourself in disobedience. Uh, 
You may get yourself in disobedience, and that's what the devil wants, for you to get yourself in disobedience. Because in disobedience, my brother and my sister, there's no guarantee. Ah, ah. Bible says the hand of God comes over the disobedient of the man or the, or the bride of God come over the disobedient. Praise the Lord. So you be careful with your walk. You be very careful. Praise the Lord. For I know that he whom thou blessest is blessed. And he whom thou curses is cursed. That is why the word of God teaches us not to curse, but to bless. Okay, a lot of Christians don't know this. A lot of Christians don't know this. But this is why the Word of God teaches us to bless and not to curse. Okay, because your word that comes out of your mouth, okay, they are life and death. Can you receive that? Well, they have to look it up and show you. You need to look it up. The word that comes out of your mouth is life and death. And so if you speak... Ne negative things, negative things will happen, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Ne negative things will happen if you speak them. That's why you cannot speak. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it to eat the fruit thereof. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they, they, huh, they that love me, shall eat the fruit thereof. Oh, my Lord. It is through love. You got to walk in love. Walk in love. But be careful with what you say, because life, dead and life are in the power of the tongue. A lot of people don't realize that. You keep speaking negative, oh, man. You keep cursing people. You keep coming against people with your words. You don't understand the harm you're doing to them. You are hurting people with your words. And you're hurting them even more than what you think. You need to be careful what you say. Just because God gives you the opportunity to say something doesn't mean you're going to take the advantage to say whatever you feel like it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Tell the Lord to speak to you, through you. That's what I say to the Lord. Lord, you speak through me. You need to have the Lord speak through you. Because I tell you this, I said to the Lord, hold my tongue, Lord, so I will not sin against you like David used to pray. I'm telling you, we let loose this tongue, and we're going to get ourselves in so much trouble that we, we are, will not be willing to handle it. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful what we say. We need to be very careful. We need to be very careful, brothers and sisters, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Thank you, Lord. It is a flaming fire. Amen, says James. Praise you, Lord. There's more to say, there's more to say about it. Amen. But see, I don't want to focus on one part of the message, because if I do, I can spend hours into that. And then, praise you, Lord, but there's more to say about it. Yes, there is. Praise you, God. Verse 7. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the reward of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spoke unto him the word of Balak. Now, what did they come with in their hand? The reward of divination. 
you know that when this divination, that uh, I, I had the word uh, divination devil. They came with the word of the devil. The word of the the word of the devil they came with in their hand. A lot of people don't know that when they go to those people uh, uh, that they're seeking to, to reveal them these 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 um, divination. Uh, here's here's the meaning of divination: the practice of seeking knowledge of the future of the unknown by supernatural means. It tells you by demons. The meaning of divination is seeking knowledge from demons. <laughs> Even the word confirmed that he was a demon. They came with the knowledge of divination in their hand. They came from the knowledge of demon in their hand. Okay? And that's how they're going to come against you, the bride of Christ. You be careful. When people go to psychic and they receive a word about you, <laughs> you rebuke that in Jesus' name. Don't receive that word. Don't hear the word. An email. Don't read the email. A voicemail. Don't hear the voicemail. Reject that in Jesus' name. It's like garbage from the pit of hell. And it's going to do harm to your life if you receive that. Don't receive that garbage. You're not a garbage dumb. Don't receive that. Don't receive it. Verse 8. And he said unto them, Look here this night. And I will bring you, uh, you, you work back as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab stay revealing. Listen, listen careful. When you know someone is not of God, and God already warned you, you, you don't need to, to share with that person anything. You don't need to spend time with that person at all. You can't just reject being with that person, I mean, I have someone come over to my life, and the person started giving me these messages, and I went to the Lord. This happens to me last month. I went to the Lord about it, and the Lord Jesus says to me, I did not send that person to your life, and I did, I did not speak to her, neither. Huh. When he said that to me, brothers and sisters, I acted right away. I immediately they want to hear what she had to say and anything else. You don't have to. Once the Lord speaks to you that he did not send a message to you or that person to you, you don't have to hear it. You can rebuke it in Jesus' name, and that's it. That's it. I am telling you, the Lord spoke to me, the Father spoke to me, okay, and I immediately knew. It was not of God when the Lord says, I did not send a person to you. That's not the devil. I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's why not everyone that say, I have a word for you, is of God. You need to check with the Lord. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Check with the Holy Spirit. Check with the Lord, I am telling you. This is why we need to walk in relationship, brothers and sisters. This is why. Because if you don't walk in relationship, you're not going to know when it's the Lord or the devil talking to you. You need to have the sermon. The sermon, you need to grow in your discernment. A lot of people don't even know that. And it's in the Word of God, too. I have shared this before. Okay? Paul, Paul says to the churches how, how they exceedingly have grown. How they exceedingly have grown. A lot of people don't know they need to grow. You need to grow in your gifts. 
God gives you a gift, you need to grow in it. It's in the Word of God. It's in the Word of God. I have shared this before, brothers and sisters. You need to grow in your gifts. Thank you, Lord. You may have the gift of the sermon. Probably you've been praying, fasting for it. But if you haven't, if you have, if you you have had no discernment, you or you believe you have no discernment, go into fasting and prayer and ask the Lord for the gift of the sermon. The Lord may let you know through a dream or a vision. You can ask the Lord. See, this is the good thing about the Lord. You can ask Him for a dream or a vision. He'll give it to you. But learn to wait on the Lord. It's not going to happen tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So don't plan it this way. Because a lot of people say, it has to happen by tomorrow by 5 o'clock. Nonsense. Nonsense. The Lord don't work in your timing. You are, you are in the timing of God when you go to God. You learn to wait on God, on the Lord. The Bible teaches you in Proverbs to wait patiently on the Lord. All over the Bible, Psalms, to wait patiently on the Lord. David said he waited patiently on the Lord. We need to learn to patiently wait on the Lord, brothers and sisters. So don't time God. Don't time God, because a lot of people do that, and that's nonsense. That's nonsense. I have someone that's the past few days comes to me this way. And I immediately knew that was nonsense. I tell, I said to her, pray, 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 pray. Thank you, Lord. You know that if you pray, if you pray, and you say, Lord, give Brother Elvie a word for me, and you pray to the Lord, and you, and you patiently wait on the Lord, okay, I tell you, the Lord can give me that word for you. And it's beautiful because I may not know what it is. And when the Lord does speak to me and I give you the word, it's such a blessing because I didn't know. I don't know what you're asking the Lord. But when he does, it happens to us. Here, some people had asked the Lord, and the Lord had given me the word. I had given it to them. But that's when you patiently wait on the Lord. The Lord does us. I have told people, hey, the Lord is telling me to give you this word. And I have given them the word. But see, you don't come to me. You go to the Lord. You see, people don't do it the other way around. Ah, uh-uh. You go to the Lord. You go to the Lord. The Lord knows. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, divination of the devil. Verse 9. And God came unto Valen and said, What men are these with thee? Huh. You see, the God knows everything. God knows everything. Brothers and sisters, God knows everything that is happening. But you see how he comes to Valen and said, What men are these with thee? In other words, why are you with these evil men? It's what God is saying. Why, Valen? My, why are you my servant? I mean, it's like you go into the psyche. Why are you with them? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Why are you talking to the psychic? Why are you among these people? Or why have you made them your friends? Because some people have do that. Oh, we got to love everyone. Huh? There are some people the Lord don't want in your life. And you need to know who. 
The Lord will tell you that. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord says to him, Why, what men are these with thee? He, he is specifically referring to these men that had asked him before in the, in the chapter before to stay there with him. Okay? Well, in other words, these are evil men. That's what God is saying in his, in his question. He's giving Balin the answer. These are evil men, Balin. Why are you with them? Why? Some people say, some creatures say, no, it's okay for me to be with the, you know, with these people because, you know, they don't contaminate me. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, the only reason why Jesus was among the poor, the prostitute, and then was to share the gospel. But when the time came for him to separate himself from God, he left. He even left a disciple behind. And some people say, that wasn't nice. It, it, he was submitted to the Father. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. So he knew, he knew once, once he had, he needed to move, he left. He didn't need to explain to number and more. I got to go, you know, guys, I see you tomorrow, you know, at the same time. Or get up early so we can pray and do some prayer together. No, Jesus left. He just left. He didn't even say goodbye. Some people say, what kind of education is this? I mean, what kind of behavior is this? He didn't even say goodbye. No, he just, he, he went, whoop, went to the multitude. Uh, everyone was caught up in whatever was going on, and Jesus just left them there. Because once he finished doing the will of the Father among them, brothers and sisters, for that day, he left. He left. He was submitted to the Father. Oh, no, but some people some people want to give them an explanation. Well, let me explain to them that, you know, you you got to use, you got to be understanding. Hallelujah. You get involved with evil people, they're going to contaminate you. Okay? That's what they're going to do. Jesus was among them to do the will of the Father. Okay? Whether the, the Pharisees and scribes criticize them, well, that's what their own evil mind they did. But Jesus was among them to do the will of the Father amongst the prostitutes, to, to, to bring the kingdom of God among them. Once he came and he healed he, and, and saved and, and delivered, once he did all that and people were rejoicing all that, he immediately left them. And we, we read that his disciples were also left behind several occasions. He just left them. He just left them. But they knew, they understood that he, he needed time with the Father, and he was going to pray. Hallelujah. Okay, so please understand you are led by the Holy Spirit of God. Don't let people get, get you into argument about it. People want to argue, time to tell them time is too short, you don't have time for that. That's what I say. Well, I don't have time for this. Time is too short. The, the trumpet's going to sound soon. I don't have time for this. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. And Balak said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, the son of the desert, the son of the devil, the king of Moab, has said unto me, saying, You're going to see how angry the Lord gets about Balin, his servant. And he'll get the same way with you if you don't get the message. 
if you don't understand when he's leading you, or you or you want to be a people pleaser, you, you're going to get the Lord angry at you. I'm going to teach you how of when you're going to get the Lord angry at your life. Because a lot of people get the Lord angry at them, and they don't even know how to deal with that. I'm going to teach you here how you're going to get the Lord angry at you. Very easy. You want to be a people pleaser? Such a nice guy, nicer than God, nicer than the Lord. You are going to get the Lord angry at you. I'm going to teach you. This is, this is very important. That's why I tell you, if I get cut up with other things, the, the message, man, okay? Because veiling got the Lord angry at him. He got, and you, you don't say, Papa, you're going to say in this story, but the Lord is contradicting himself. What are he saying to Balin, go? And then he gets angry at Balin because he's go. Because the Lord is letting you know you have to be led by his spirit. You need to listen to him first. Okay? You need to listen to the Lord. If you listen to just man, you're going to get the Lord angry at you. At you. And you're not going to understand how to, how to go about it. But you're going to have to repent, repent, and separate yourself. That's why when the Bible talks about holiness, the first meaning of holiness, look it up in the dictionary. It's separation. Separation. I had a pastor say this to me years ago. Pastor John was in heaven. It's separating yourself from sin. Separating yourself from the things that don't please God is what he means. Be thou holy because I am holy. And you may say, yeah, Lord, you're holy because you're in heaven. You're in the glory. How, how do you want me be down here in this darkness to be holy? What the Lord is saying to you, my son, my daughter, separate yourself from the things that don't please me. That's what God is saying to you. God knows how evil this place is, how dark this place is. But he's asking you to separate yourself from him. And you need to learn and practice this. A lot of people don't know. I mean, I was, I'm speaking with Christians this week that don't know how to separate themselves. They think that they are called to be amongst everyone. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You need to be separated for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 11. Behold, there came a people come out of Egypt, who cover the face of the earth, come now, Christian, for me, perhaps I will be able to overcome them and drive them out. The first thing the devil wants to do when he comes to kill, steal, and destroy you is move you from where God wants you to be. The first thing, you're going to notice that. You may be a, a, a sister listening to me or a brother. You may want your wife... Your wife may come and say, honey, let's go. Your husband may come and say, honey, let's go. When you know God wants you there, and your husband is not right with God, or your wife is not right with God, don't say, oh, no, he just don't like to pray. <laughs> don't make up excuses for your husband or your wife. Be honest. Be honest. Some people like to make up excuses for them. Don't do that. Okay? If your husband don't like to pray, he's not right with God. If your wife don't like to pray, she's not right with God. Don't say, oh, no, she, she, you know, she loves God, but she just don't like to pray. When she's making your life a living hell. Huh. 
Come on, be honest. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Just say she's not right with God. That's why the Bible tells you, you better be cold than lukewarm. Better be hot than lukewarm. He prefers that you be cold than lukewarm, but he wants you to be hot. In another word, that's the heat of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the warmness of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit burning anything in your life that is not of God. That's what God wants for the Holy Spirit every single day to be burning all impurity, all sin, anything that is not of God of your life daily. He wants you to be in that fire. Huh. That fire talks about testing, trial. God goes through the fire. Your life, man, needs to be in the fire. My life needs to be in the fire. That's what the Lord is saying. I want you in the fire. I want you every day in the fire. Because when you get out of that fire, huh, you're not mine anymore, is what the Lord is saying. You can say you are, but you're not. And the problem is, when we get out of the fire, we, we begin to justify ourselves. We say, oh, I'm not praying like I used to. Excuse me? Come on, be honest. Say, I'm not praying at all. I'm not praying. I had a brother say to me, Brother Elvie, you know what happens to me? I began to pray less every day. And I just got up to him, went to work without any prayer. And found myself doing all these sinful things of the world that I knew wasn't pleasing to God. And to God have to really shake me to the core of my being for me to re realize that I was, I was lost. I'm not kidding you, Brother Elvie. I was lost, is what he says. I was lost. I was not lukewarm. I was lost. That word lukewarm is lost, Brother Elvie. I was lost, he says. I knew that if that trumpet sound, I'll stay. I'm out.